Hello. Oh dear. Right. I'm back. This is quite literally the first episode of my new podcast, The Classical Corner. Uh, and I hope you are going to enjoy it as much as I have enjoyed preparing for it, which wasn't a great deal. However, I do enjoy these chords. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. Right, so this week's episode is focused on Gustav Mahler's Fifth Symphony in C-sharp minor. Not the whole thing. Uh, It's just the fourth movement, which is the Adagietto. I'm sure probably... 95% people have heard of it in some capacity, whether it's at a funeral or some kind of function or just in their mum's laundry room. I don't know, it's it's pretty famous. Um, So, you know, what can you do? I'm going to turn my mic gain down because that is popping off a bit better. Uh, So, let's get started, shall we? Just to give you a bit of a background, I mean, there's some sort of speculation that he wrote it as sort of a love declaration for his wife. Uh, take that as you will. I'm sure if people did that nowadays, they probably hit the block button, um, or the block, whatever it is. But essentially, uh, the poem or the love song, I mean, there's words to it as well, you see, so... This is this is the way that it goes. I mean, he, obviously, Marl is German, so I will do my best to just to uh, say it in a, in a good German accent, and then after that, I'll translate it into English. So that this this is this is what he left his wife in terms of the words, and then, of course, the music we'll look at later. Wie ich dich liebe, du meine Sonne. Ich kann mit Worten dies nicht sagen. Nur meine Sehnsucht kann ich dir klagen und meine Liebe, meine Wonne which in English translates to In which way I love you, my sunbeam, I cannot tell you with words, only my longing, my love, and my bliss, can I with anguish declare. I mean, it's a bit... You know, where's a sick bucket sort of thing. Um, But, you know, I mean, if you have listened to it, if you you do sort of know it, you you can kind of understand where it's coming from. The music is very, very kind of like emotive, broad, strong, and uh, all that sickening stuff. Um, so, without further ado, I mean, what I've done is I've I've taken the score and uh, I've made some notes on it. So uh, I'm sure if I do get things wrong or whatever, people will correct me on it. Um, but yeah, here we go. The ki- I mean, the piece itself lasts between, depending on who's playing it, roughly 7 to 12 minutes, uh, and we are indeed in the key of F major, which, don't know, not my choice for a for a, for a love sort of song, but, you know, there we go, I'd, I'd much rather do it in D-flat, personally. Stevie Wonder lately, that's a, that's a good love song, isn't it? Right, so... Let's get to it. Uh, it's not a particularly long piece, I'll say that. I've only got ten pages here. However, the direction at the start does say sehr langsam, which in German translates to, well, sorry, in English translates to very slowly. Uh, so, you know, it does take its time. Uh, in terms of the instrumentation, it is 
only scored for the string section of, of an orchestra. So you've got your violins, you've got your violas, you've got your cellos, and you've got your bass, double bass. And then you've got, and it's, it's also, it's also um, got a harp in it as well. So very, very soft, kind of gentle, small kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a masterpiece in its own right. So um, there we go. Now, for obvious reasons, I can't play the music itself because of those damned copyright laws. Um, but, I mean, I can give you a good idea of what I'm talking about with my trusty... ...keyboard, which I'm playing rather terribly. And as you can tell, I, I am chucking in a couple of nasty chords in there. Because I am a jazz pianist, um, which is rather a bit of a, a conundrum, a bit of a paradox, shall we say. A jazz musician talking about classical music. What the heck is going on? Right. So, we start out in the key of F major. It's a very, very slow kind of, um, how can I say it? it? It builds up. The melody itself, it simply starts, well, I'll give you, I'll try and give you a good example, but, you know. we'll see that a lot like the melody it's kind of delayed from 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 you know on the first beat of the bar that note there and then, then, the, then the chord hits and then the chord will be completed so we see that in in the third bar we have this kind of f major seven to an f resolving to an f the e to the f and that kind of pattern continues on throughout the entire uh, throughout the entire piece uh, and then, of course, you've got the harp doing arpeggiating all the chords uh, in the first section and the last section. So that does, that does its own thing. But in terms of the harmony, in just this, in just these first couple of bars, it's really, really interesting. So again, F major seven, and then if I can just try and find a place to perch my music, that would bloody well help, wouldn't it? And then it goes C sus. I mean, I'm I'm not playing it exactly how it's scored. I'm just winging it, so we say. Um, but major seven. Oh, hello. And then we have this lovely movement in the bass. So what we have now from that C sus is we come down. Sorry, come up to an F over an A, and then. We have this, as I said, the, uh, so this movement in the bass is a chromatic movement. So we go A, A flat, G, G, F sharp, G, C. But that's sort of, I mean, I'm not sure if anybody knows Jacob, Jacob Collier, but one of the quotes that I remember him saying is that, well, I might, I might bot botch the, um, botch the, um, the quote itself, but he, he essentially says in one of the ma one of his master classes that chromatic movement is the best, and I quite agree. I mean, it's, it, it, and particularly if you've got a note like up here, and the harmony changes. This is not, this is not what's happening here, but the point is that chromatic movement is really, really effective and sounds amazing. So anyway, we've got this kind of. Excuse me. Flip an F, lose my breath. We've got an F over an A. And then we've got an F minus 6 over an A flat. Really, really nice stuff. And then you would expect 
it to go down again from the from the A flat to the G, and it does. G sus. Go G seven to then an F sharp diminished, and then again that pattern. Of, so remember when I said we have this kind of pattern where the, the melody notes um, sort of delays the completion of the chord. So this. there so on the second beat of the bar and this happens here again in bar seven i mean i would implore you if you can find it to find the sheet music because that is well it would help a lot um and i've got i have yet to work out how to make that accessible to you guys but uh for the time being we'll do with this in bar seven we have this f sharp diminished and then it comes down to a g minor major seven Okay, so the melody sort of does this. Back to that C sus in bar 9. And that is basically the first page of the Gustav Mahler. Very simple, like I said, a really broad melody, simple melody. But that chromatic movement in the cello, uh, sorry, not the cello, the bass, is absolutely fantastic. It's just, it, it, it works so well. It works so well. Um, so there we go. Uh, if we now continue on, so that this this if we can, if we can kind of call this the A section, I know I know I'm going to get bullied for saying that, but in my head it makes sense being a jazz musician. So the the melody the melody repeats itself. So we have we're, we're sort of suspended. Excuse the pun on this C sus, and then the melody now moves to the cello so we see this kind of repetition but in a lower register really good tactic it's sort of uh, and again I don't know about you but there's something about the cello when a melody when, when when the melody is played in the cello it sounds so I'm gonna sound like a sob here but romantic like yes the violin and it's it's, it's all high and lovely and fluttery and, 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 and but but, but in the cello, in the in the lower, it's it's got such a resonance to it. It sounds really, really good, in my opinion, anyway. So, anyway, we see that melody had moved to the cello, and in bar eleven, we return back to this F major. But now the harmony changes, and now we're introducing some new ideas. So, we continue again. Texture is very, very homophonic. Um, and then in bar 13, we come to an F diminished 7, followed by an E7. And then back to the F diminished 7. D minor comes in next. And then we have an inversion of, a, of an A minor chord over an E. So again it's 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 that kind of stepwise motion you don't, you don't want to go from a d to an a you know the d to the e works better and also th this is preparing us for something okay so we'll see that in a second but there's a minor over, over e think of the e as a tonic okay and this a minor as sorry no think of the e as a dominant and this a as a kind of i don't know a suspension over it so now the melody uh, is again still on the cello, but the second violins come in. Um, 
Uh, hang on. Uh, oh, bloody hell. It would help if I could actually read music fluently, wouldn't it? Uh, a, G sharp, A, D. There we go. So that's it. And then the harp uh, create, um, plays this arp arpeggiated C diminished over an E, which is a bit odd, uh, but it culminates in this really nice... Well, that's the sharp nine there. I don't want that. <laughs> that's the jazz background. <laughs> Uh, in E7, and then in bar 19, we are now in the key of A minor. Really kind of somber move melody. It's very low. Again, the cello takes over for it. Um, yeah, it's it's it's, and then it just carries on like that for a couple of bars, just really holding the notes down. Do. That's not the melody. I'm just taking the mic there. Um, Right, now then, onto the third page. You'll see, th I mean, this is, this is where it does get a bit interesting. Um, we're in bar 23 at the moment, and so this A minor is staying there. And I mean, in a way, in my head anyway, we are kind of in F major, if you think about it. If we just change a bass note, which is exactly what happens. Uh, well, not exactly, but... It's not a far shout away from, from the key of F. You know, you've got three notes there that belong to the key, and all that really needs to happen is... Which is the first chord that we, that we encountered, you see? So, again, very simple, but very, very effective as well. Now, the directions here uh, in German, excuse me, any German, Germans listening, it says here, wieder äußerst langsam, which means, again, extremely slowly. So... You've got to think, right, in Marla's head, if he's writing a love song for his wife, uh, you want it to be profound. That's the word I'm looking for. And th there's a way of doing it. And I suppose in a way, like, what we've seen in terms of the melody and the harmony so far, it's it's very simple. There's not a lot to it. And maybe that's, that's a reflection of what's going on, what was going on in his head at the time, where he was like... You know, my love for you is very simple. It's very kind of profound and easy to understand. There's nothing sort of untoward about it. You know what I mean? So I guess that's... But again, it does get more complicated. So I'm getting distracted. F major in bar 23. Vida ulcers langsam. Melody comes back again. And then it comes to A minor. But then, right? Now... I'm smiling because this, I've listened to this piece probably a thousand times over the course of my 21 years on this planet. And this, for me, these, these two chords are, are you know, it, it's, it's the kind of cornerstone of this piece. It's what makes it so emotive and loving and just so kind of, ah, it sounds really, really good. So if I play the piano melody for you, it sounds something like this. Uh, what have we got? We've got a C, so... Oops, oh, that's not wrong. Um, and then we go... D, so uh, we've got this E in the melody. And then it goes to a um, F. Major seven to the one again. That movement we saw in the first bar, and then it comes, uh, and then this chord right here. So listen to this, right? 
right there, I have written that down as a B flat minor major seven to a B flat minor six. Now in the key of F, right? B flat is the number four, okay? Now we may have heard, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of a minor plagal cadence. A plagal cadence is the movement of the four chord to the one chord. So in the key of F, it would be flat to F, right? Very kind of amen. Not that I can sing, but you get the idea, right? Rather than this. Perfect cadence. Plagal is closing in. So the plagal is the B flat. Now, it's a very common, common sort of idea to make it minor and add some extensions to it. Now, I'm not saying Marla did that on purpose, but because the A here, the major 7 of B flat, is the melody note and it is resolving down to a G. But it just sounds so good and it's been used countless times over over the course of you know blooming decades. I mean clearly in this in this romantic piece to you know modern day pop music, you know what I mean? So this this for me, every time I hear it, my face kind of scrunches up and I'm like, ah, oh, that is now I mean at this point Marla really is talking the language of love. <laughs> but he doesn't go to a, to a um, to an F. Okay, so now we start to see some more kind of well, for a start the tempo increases, so now the direction in German, he it says etwas drängend, which means somewhat urgent, um and it's not so much a, homopho a homophonic te texture now. Um, but in terms of the harmony, let's have a look. So in bars 27, we have this kind of, from, from this B flat minor 6, beautiful, love that. Uh, we now move to F sharp diminished, but it's got, it's got some odd kind of, well, rhythm, shall we say. The melody is, is more kind of, um, well, Relating back to that direction, it's more urgent, it's more, f it's quicker, it's sort of like something's gone wrong. Um, and again, thinking in terms of the emotion, Marla's telling a story here, right? So, you know, you got you got to use your imagination. Um, F sharp diminished, G sharp diminished, and then the melody gets quicker and quicker as a crescendo. There's a pizzicato in the bass on, on this B. So in a way, we've got this kind of, not chromatic movement, but ascending movement of diminished chords. And then in bar 30, there's this sort of massive statement where we're sort of F over C, this huge fortissimo kind of chord and the harp is, is, is doing these flowing arpeggios and there's this kind of repetition of, of, of melodies and past ideas in the second violins, the violas and the cello, it's all just coming together. It's a huge, huge statement. And um, from that fortissimo, it just it lasts with you know, one and a half bars roughly. And then uh, in bar, hang on, 30, 31, 32, the direction now, uh, well in German again, Zurich, uh, pff, ruin that, Zurich haltend heltend, I nearly got that. Uh, it means reserved. So it's this kind of if you can imagine like a pendulum swinging back and forth in terms of the, you know, the 
pace and 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 the emotion and 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 you know all this kind of stuff it it rises and falls in the same way that a relationship might and you know how you love someone you know and that's a, and that it it's not like a constant thing it swings back and forth back and forth so this kind of f over c dominance and i love that dominant right again last lasting for roughly one and a half bars but this you know that that there's, there's a couple of phrases that that not phrases um descending sequences that the strings play that just sort of fill out the space in terms of that dominant all right so again in the key of f still and then we make a return to that mi- to that to that minor four chord in bar 30 not 30 sorry 30 30 32 i beg your pardon so this kind of beef again f over c for one and a half bars and then a B flat minor nine over a C. Beautiful, really, really nice. Again, the harp just filling out that space with lots of lovely, lush, flowing arpeggios. Back to the F major, five to one. Classic movement, dominant to tonic, used probably a gazillion times in all kinds of music. The strongest tension and release in music. That pedal from the from the one tonic and then that's not right. F major in bar thirty two. Sorry, I beg your pardon, bar thirty three. <laughs> Okay, and then we kind of see this this kind of reduction in terms of the harmony. So now what is happening is we're introducing some new chords. So in bar 34, we're visiting G minor. So again, from that B flat minor 9. G minor. 35 F major. G minor is implied with the... Um, with that presence of the F sharp in, th- in bar 36 and B flat as well, uh, sort of, you know, that D7. And I, I appreciate that it's probably hard for people to follow along, so if you can find the school, I mean, I, u- I used a website called IMSLP, just those letters IMSLP. If you type in in there the score you want to find, you should come up, uh, you should come up and find it. Um, so yeah, I appreciate that, I appreciate it. it's hard to listen to. But anyway, from bars 34 to sort of bars 38, it's just this kind of back and forth between G minor and F. Simple and rich harmony. Really, really nice. And again, direction in German at bar 38, mit Wärme, with warmth. So it's warm, friendly, loving again. All right. And it also says here, hang on, it says... Uh, fließender, which apparently means flowing. So, you know, it's this kind of lovely aromatic uh, atmosphere. I'm not sure anyone's ever used that word to describe an atmosphere, but there we are. Uh, right, after we've done this kind of F major, so now again we have a return to the original melody, a melody that we heard, which was... It's different. So, the harmony goes like this. In bar 39, we have a D minor over an F. In bar 40, we have a B diminished 7. In bar 41, a C minor. 
So now we have modulated to the key of C minor. That D minor to B diminished to C can be kind of thought as a 2-5-1. I know people roll their eyes at me because I'm a jazz musician. 2-5-1 is my life. But D minor... It's not over a G, the B, B diminished 7, but it can, it can be thought of as a dominant movement because that B diminished 7, you know, works well over that G. And indeed, I mean, I know the bass is playing in B, but nah, I'm just I'm simplifying it for, for, for obvious reasons. So we're now in the key of C minor. And the melody is different, so now we're introducing a second melody, which I'm going to probably mess up horrendously, but we'll give it a go. Um, what have we got? We've got a G... Flippin' egg, what's that? Whoa, this is crazy. I think I've probably got that wrong. Um, but anyway, the, the melody is, is different, very kind of disjunct, disjointed. So if we're thinking in terms of this sort of I don't know, story narrative that he's concocting. Um, it's very kind of like, whoa, you know, an argument's happened here. Do you know what I mean? The melody's like, ah, this, this, I, I don't love you. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the har the underlying harmony uh, throughout this kind of thing. C minor, this weird melody that I've just botched up, and then we go to a C diminished. Beautiful. Very, 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 very nice. Um, and then another diminished, which we come into with uh, in bar 45. F diminished. And then in 46, sorry, beg your pardon. From bars 45 to 46, there is this diminished run into G flat major played by the first violins on the G string. So if I just get this right, hang on, what have we got? We've got a G sharp, A, C, E flat, A, and then a massive kind of jump to E flat. That's not how it's played, but you get the idea, right? So we've, done, we've, we've undergone a couple of modulations there. In bar 40, not 40, what have we done? Bar 39, we started out, right, in this transition from F major to C minor. We're in F, we're still playing that F, but we're playing a D minor over it now. And then we're going to a B diminished. And then we're going from a that to an F diminished, diminished run. Beautiful. Now, it's important to note, right, I mean, obviously you can't see the score, but the key signature has now changed. And the reason that the composers do that is to make it easier for the for the people who are playing it, the performers, to sight read it, because in terms of like writing out all the flats and sharps and double sharps and double flats, it's going to get absolutely confusing, and people are just going to roll your eyes and go, "What are you doing?" So we're now in the key of G flat major, very kind of sweet sounds. Melody again is very is is, is much the same. Um, that continues for three bars, and then in bar forty nine, we have this. Inversion. So again, G flat diminished. Well, sorry, we've gone from G flat major to a G flat diminished over a D flat. This kind of weird sound. I don't know what you know. Some of the harmonies these these guys these guys do use are ridiculous. But anyway, 
Now the melody again is getting, getting, getting higher, getting higher, getting higher. So it's just this kind of harmonic texture back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 50, 51, 52, 53 just gets higher and higher. 54, uh, we move to. It's important to note, right? It, it's this kind of scalic movement, right? So in the key, of, in the key of G flat. Oh. In 54, we have this harmony of a B flat minor with an add four, right? Which sounds like this. Roughly, I mean, it, uh, the voicing is probably well off, but that's the idea, right? And then we move down to an A flat minor over a C flat, right? I mean, I'm playing it jazz like, I know, I know, I'm sorry, I apologize, but it's this kind of. Really, really nice stuff. Melody's getting higher and higher and higher. Stepwise motion, more emotive, more emotive. Kind of like coming out of the argument. So we're reaching, we've reached the climax of it, and we're now like sorting things out. And oh, I don't know. It's just people are nuts, aren't they? In bar fifty-six, so we have this. It changes again. So we now have this B flat minor six to B flat minor really really nice again that movement it's that minor chord why is it always that bloody minor chord it's so good the change in dynamics is fantastic as well i mean we've, we've got this kind of rising and falling crescendo again in bar 50 in bar 56 all the way up to bar 58 just getting higher and higher really really strong uh so anyway after that after that b flat minor six to b flat minor c diminished to a D flat in bar 57 which is the dominant so we're now kind of on this dominant kind of movement uh, lots and lots and lots of chromatic movement in the melody so it's building suspense uh, just as a quick side note actually uh, it's important to note so in bar 58 right we have this melody in the first violins now again my reading isn't that good so let me just hang on if I can pause this F. Wow. Right. I. know what? I'm so sorry. I've completely botched that. But 58. We have this melody, and 59 is the same melody, right? The harmony underneath it changes, which is really, really good. So listen, check, check this out, right? So we have this D flat. Um, is that right? Bloody hell, I can't even read this. Hang on. Every good boy deserves F, right? F, G, A, B, C. Yeah, that's right. But it's higher, isn't it? Yeah, over the D flat. So the first time that melody is played, we have this nice D flat. You know, it's all lovely, tonic, wonderful, amazing. But then the second time it's played, we have this. Ooh, come on, let's go. We have this difference. So we've now moved from the flat side of the circle of fifths 
the sharp side of the circular fifths, D flat to E major. Really, really nice. So the same melody but different harmony. And this is the same point I was talking about before when we had that kind of, you know, that sort of melody note on the top. But then the, the harmony changes. I think it's one of the most amazing tools you can use uh, when sort of writing and composing music. Um, so... Yeah, that's 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 the D flat to the E major seven in bars fifty nine to sixty, and it's important to note again that the key signature has changed from uh, how many, however, however, however many flats F of G flat is. I think six flats. That's my music theory out the window to four sharps. To again, just just for the purposes of making it so that the performers can read it properly without any kind of messing up, shall we say. So we continue in bar sixty-one. We're in, we're in E major. We're sort of in this kind of, and again the melody just gets higher and higher and higher. It's 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 not it's not sort of complicated. It's not difficult to understand. Lots of changes in dynamics. We've got PP uh, pianissimo, um, just lots of sort of flowing, getting louder, getting quieter, getting louder, getting quieter. Probably reflecting the kind of emotions he was feeling. Uh, in regard to his wife, as I'm sure a lot of men do. I am not going to apologise for that comment. Maybe I should. Anyway, uh, now then. In bar 67. It's important to note, by the way, right, that, 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 that the harp has been completely absent from, from sort of, hang on, from bars, well, basically 45, no, sorry, 47, all the way uh, to 70, 69. So it's this kind of huge string movement. Um, you know, just very kind of flowing. I, again, relating back to that German sort of instruction that we saw before. Um, so in bar 68, we have this A major chord. The dynamics have come right down, right? The melody is chromatic, so again, if I can try and play this rather botchedly, uh, what have we got? Uh, F A C sharp, so we're on a C sharp. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's the first bit, and then, and then the melody plays. Zudek haltend again, German instruction, reserved. And then we've got this kind of A, sort of F-sharp, B-sharp, what's that? Yeah, diminished chord there. And then it goes back to the, back again. And then the melody, it comes right, right down again. I can't play it, I know, I'm sorry, but if you listen to it and sort of try to understand what I'm saying, it, it, it would it would um, make a lot of sense. So that chromatic melody, massive kind of reduction uh, happens in bar 69, 70, 71, 72. And this is where the first section returns. We have this kind of, I mean, it is literally just uh, the violas, the second violins, the first violins, and the harp comes back in with this huge kind of arpeggiated F major chord. That's our home, baby. So... Sorry, that's not right. And then, and then the and then the um, first violin again, 
uh, it goes, hang on, I beg your pardon, and then it goes, uh, I've probably ruined that, um, and, and you've probably got no idea what I'm talking about, um, but anyway, we have a triple P in bar 72, and a glissando just to get back right back down to the low notes again. So it's just this kind of return back to the first sort of melody that we heard. Not a lot that's different. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit sort of, well, much the same really. Uh, the harmony is much the same. There's not much going on. Noch uh, langsamer is the instruction. So still very, very slowly, very kind of, not, not a monotone. The monotone is the wrong word, but I mean, these notes last a long, long time. Um, so anyway, all the way through at bar 79 to uh, 93, it is as it was before, so that kind of harmony. However, in bar 94, things change. Now this is what we consider, this is what we can consider to be the coda, or I don't know, the ending, shall we say. We have this B flat minor major seven. It's so good. It's come back again. I can't believe it. I know. But it's F, right? And the thing is, the melody notes, it gets it's 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 this massive huge sort of legato A and it's just And then this we have in the second violins uh, the ar the arpeggiation of that chord and also in the half as well so it's just this kind of huge statement where we're like what's going to happen next and <laughs> all the while this is going on and then that b flat minor major seven resolves back down to the f well that a Very broad, very expressive, very loud as well. I mean, the instruction here uh, by the harp says feel ton, which apparently means a lot of sound. So you can kind of see where how blimmin' loud it is. It, it's, it's very, it's like this massive, whoa, you know, let's get married again, let's have kids, all that kind of stuff. You get the idea. This is a love poem. <laughs> so we're back in the key of F. That movement from the minor four is absolutely beautiful and it is the perfect perfect kind of expression of love in my eyes i think it's just if, if anyone were to write a love song you know adele or whatever on that four chord make it minor Anyway, I'm getting way too distracted. There's not a lot to st there's not a lot more to say really. Zer Zuluk Halton, so very reserved now. The melody it's it's all dying down, it's all coming to a close, they're all kissing, making up, you know, this and that that is repeated uh, in the lower registers for the cellos and the double bass. Um, it's just this whole kind of conglomeration, shall we say, of just this F harmony.
crescendo, mezzo forte, in bar, anything like a hundred. It's just, I mean. This note here, you're holding that for about four bars, so they've got a long time to go. Um, but you know that that is essentially Mahler's fourth, sorry, fourth, fifth symphony, the Adagietto in B flat major. Ah, no, 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 we're not quite finished yet. I beg your pardon. No, we are finished. Sorry, I thought I thought Mr. Page there, but uh, clearly not. We're we're all okay. <laughs> there we go. That's it. The dynamics sort of die down. Uh, you know, it's 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 all sort of finished. They've all kissed, made up, and happy days, eh? So um, there we go. You know, what can, what can we say? Flipping heck. <laughs> That is probably one of my favourite pieces of all time to listen to. I, I used to listen to it all the time when, when I was a kid. My mother, she used to put it on, and a lot of what she listened to, uh, I, I really, you know, had had a had a kind of a resonance with, shall we say? I mean, like I say, everyone probably knows it. Once you listen to it, you're like, ah, yes, we all know what's what's going on here. And um, yeah, that I mean. It, it's quite a statement, isn't it? It's quite a statement to give to your loved one, you know, to, for anyone. And I think if if your kind of beloved partner does take the time out to write this massive symphony for you, all this all this movement uh, with with words and and you know, I mean, you you really should be marrying him uh, because that is that takes balls, shall we say? <laughs> Flippinek. Right, I'm done. Thank you very much for tuning in to my first ever episode. I, I really enjoyed that. It's really, really good fun. And I hope you did as well. I hope you learned something. If you listen to it, try to listen out for that minor four. That for me is the kind of how can I say the centerpiece of this piece. Uh, so you know that 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 for me, I always remember. I always remember that, and I just whenever I'm feeling emotional and uh, I want to cry, that there. I'll just chuck Marla on, fast forward to about the three minute mark, and that there just puts a smile on my face because I can appreciate the writing uh, that, 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 that is. Um, ah, so there we are. I'm done. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I shall see you next Sunday with another wonderful piece of music to dig our teeth into. Thank you very much. Take care. I'll play you out.